you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Good afternoon, Alex McFarland with you on the American Family Radio Network, and it is a good day in the Lord. Are you having a good day? I hope you are. Do you remember that in Christ you are a victor, you're an overcomer, you're a winner, and your life is valuable to God? Oh, what a great day to be alive. You know, I was just reading, prepping for the show, that um, stock markets around the world are going down a little bit. The Chinese, Japanese... Asian stock markets are plummeting. The uh, American, the NASDAQ is down like, I don't know, several hundred points. It's like the worst stock drop in two years. And uh, anyway, but people are depressed. People are stressed about that. Listen, Elon Musk has bought Twitter. Some people are happy about that. Some people are not. I think it's a good thing for free speech. I thought it was interesting. Elon Musk, earlier today, he said he he especially wanted his fiercest critics to keep their Twitter account because he said, look, that's what free speech is all about. Isn't that something? Uh, I think that's very magnanimous that he was saying, you know, look, he is committed to free speech, even the speech of those uh, with whom he disagrees. You know, we can talk about these and other things. I'm going to give the number. It's 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. But I was, I was reading a little bit this, this morning from 1 Samuel 17. Do you know what famous biblical chapter that is? Folks, I'm trying not to laugh because just, of course, as we go on live radio, my cat is like deciding to get on the desk and I have this cat, Alexa, for those watching online, I'm going to hold up Alexa the cat. Alexa, you're about, to, you're about to become not an overcomer because I'm going to throw you out the back door if you turn off this radio gear. Uh, so, yes, yes, I know you want your own show, but please let me do the radio today, Alexa. Is that okay? Can we do that? You're a great cat, but I don't know how you would do on the radio. But listen, so I'm prepping for the program today, and I was reading 1 Samuel 17. You know that famous chapter, don't you? David and Goliath. Now, you think about this, that David goes out there. The armies of Israel have been held hostage for 40 days, really. And the Philistines have taunted and they've mocked. It's almost like, look, we're going to massacre you, but until we do kill you, we're going to humiliate you. And they've, they've really blasphemed God. And, you know, the, um, the Philistines were, and even to a degree are, the perennial enemies of Israel. Today we would call them Palestinians. And it, it was these same people groups that became many of the Muslims of the modern world. But uh, David comes, and his older brother Eliab is very critical and sarcastic and says, David, what in the world are you doing here? You just, you want to see the battle. Now, David probably at this point was maybe 15 or 16. 
Eliab very smartly says, hey, who's watching the, the sheep? Punk. You ought to be back home on the farm. And David says, is there not a cause? I've recited this scripture so many times because it really is one of my favorite. And, and I want to say today, it is imperative, if you're a born-again believer, that you would stand strong for Christ. Um, how do you do that? How do you stand strong when you're almost down for the count? Because look, uh, and I, I don't want to spiritualize too much. The story of David and Goliath is a true historical reality. Um, you can go to the place where the grave of Samuel is, and this is recorded in 1 Samuel. You can go to the valley where David fought Goliath, Ashkelon. This, this really happened. But I think one of the life lessons we read from the story, David charges out there. He goes, this is in verses uh, 40 and following. David approached the Philistine, and verse 41, he drew near to the Philistine, the Philistine drew near to him, and of course, they engaged in battle, and David slew Goliath. Uh, but what Goliaths are you facing? And again, not to spiritualize too much, but I think here's one of the life lessons is that in this world, we face giants. Some are internal. Some are external. There's some giants that are emotional and psychological and spiritual. And emotionally, maybe it's depression or anger or unforgiveness psychological maybe you've told yourself things that are that are just not true and you've got a tape loop running in your head and you say you know I'm not good enough and I, I oh I always blow it or maybe you're telling yourself things that were said to you or maybe as a, one of my friends from New York City said uh, I've got a very dear friend who's a medical doctor and he's a Jewish man and became a born again believer in his late 40s became a devout follower of Christ, but he said, look, sometimes people live rent-free in your head. That's a good uh, word picture, isn't it? And you've got internal giants that uh, every day they're threatening to you. Or maybe you've got some external giants that you're facing, uh, like maybe a diagnosis, or maybe the news, the falling stock market, or COVID, or all these things, they're, they're so intimidating. I read something Franklin Graham wrote. I thought this was really good. He took the C-O-V-I-D, those, uh, the letters of the word COVID. Franklin Graham wrote, uh, crisis, oppression, violence, infections, disease. People, you know, are worried about these things. The these are uh, a reality. There was a news story this morning about cities that have been the more liberal-leaning cities, and they've you know, tried to defund the police, and crime is up, the murder rate is up in many parts of the country, and people are you know, very apprehensive about what's going to go on. Crisis, oppression, violence, infections, disease. Franklin Graham said, let's change that acronym. Let's put it this way, C-O-V-I-D. Christ overcomes, victory is done. I like that. That's true, isn't it? How do you stand strong? David slew Goliath. You can do that too. How do you do that? How do you remind yourself the truth when uh, a, a blitzkrieg of emotions conspires to drag you down? Uh, you can join in the conversation if you'd like. It's 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Had a great evening last night with David Barton. We filmed an interview for the NRB Television Network, and uh, I appreciate everybody praying and uh, 
maybe I'll fill you in a little bit on that later in the um, program. But also, while we're talking about news, and then I want to give you some facts about overcoming the Goliaths in your life, I want to give a big shout out to American Family Association personality, writer, uh, communicator. He is a great biblical worldview thinker, and that's Ed Vitagliano. I'm sure you've seen the name of Ed Vitagliano in the magazine. You've heard him on Today's Issues, and he's really great. This morning, I was I was on foxnews.com, and there was uh, an article about the emoji of the pregnant man. Have you seen that? Okay, check it out. It came out a, a two or three weeks ago, but I think... I mean, the news of it was two or three weeks ago, but only today did we see the picture of the pregnant man emoji. And you say, wait a minute, you don't often hear those two words in the same sentence, pregnant man, yes. Because remember, we're in the world of the 21st century, and we deny deny gender, and we deny, that's what the world says. Now, we, we affirm the truth of Genesis 127, God made male and female. But um, Apple has a new emoji for a pregnant man. And uh, in the news, the national news today, uh, the American Family Association has spoken and given comment and critique of that. And there on foxnews.com, my friend and brother Ed Vitagliano uh, talks about the fact that the pregnant man emoji is endorsement of this transgender ideological narrative that is just false. And of course, you know, there are people speaking on both sides of this issue. Some said that the pregnant man emoji really looked like a a male with a beer gut, and uh, yeah, it kind of did. But, you know, I mean, it's ludicrous. I mean, aren't aren't we the living personification of what the Bible says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools? I mean, to think that males could be pregnant, it's impossible. You know, it's uh, natural law. We often talk about natural law, but we're living in a time, and I've said this many, many times. Look, it's one thing to say to God, God, you can't tell me how to behave. The, the Bible says, do this, don't do that. But God, I'm going to live how I want to live, Right? I mean, it's one thing to say, God, you can't tell me how to behave. But transgenderism and and just the whole gender fluidity ideology says, no, God, you can't even define what I am. I was born a biological male. No, no, I will define for myself what I am. And, you know, they've made up this really silly lexicon of words. Um, maybe you've heard in articles or coverage of the transgender delusion. Cisgender, C-I-S, the Latin prefix cis, which means the same. So listen, if, if you were born a male and you live as a male, as you should, or if you were born a female and you live as a female, if you, as you should, um, they would say, and they understand they say this sarcastically, you are cisgender. Or CIS, the Latin prefix same, S A M E. And, and the, the pro gender fluidity crowd, they will say, well, well, all you straight, you know, men are men, women are women, you binary gender people, which again, that's reality, that's real. 
um, they'll say these cis people, very dismissive. And so the, the pregnant man emoji, little cartoon, you know what emojis are, um, is, is now added to the emoji uh, lexicon from which you may choose. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's just crazy. Here in the 21st century, we've got so many devices, uh, mobile phones, computers, internet, you know, everything from, you know, coffee makers to satellite communications. And we've got a lot of inventions that previous epochs of human history would have thought were just borderline supernatural. And yet we, we've become a world of fools. Why? Because we're denying reality. We're, we're denying. And you know what? Let me just say this. Now, we're coming up on a break, but please listen carefully. Um, we are called, if you're a believer, if you're a born-again Christian, we are called to know truth, proclaim truth, defend truth. We're called, do you know what we're called? We're called to love truth. In fact, the book of Proverbs says we, sh- we should seek truth more than fine gold. And, you know, very often, those of us that questioned uh, the efficacy of the masks, based on, I, I mean, I read hundreds of pages of journal articles from all around the world uh, questioning the, effic- the efficacy of masks for co- protection against COVID-19, questioned the efficacy of the, the various vaccines, question um, global warming, and whether or not cycles of climate change are induced by human behavior. And very often they'll say, well, you know, you conservatives, um, you question the politics that are levied in response to climate change. You're, you're science deniers. You, you want to know who are the science deniers? Anybody that, think a, that thinks a male could be pregnant? Those are the science deniers. Uh, you're born an XY chromosome male, and you think just by thinking about it, you can change your gender? That's denial of science. And so whenever anybody says, I identify as, you know, um, there's this, but I identify as that, what that really means, let me translate that for you. It means this is what I'm pretending, and you are legally obligated to go along with me in my denial of reality. Now, this is Alex McFarland. Stay tuned. Airing the Addisons on the American Family Radio Network. Your calls, a lot of coverage, and more as we stand for truth and we slay the giants of unbelief and falsehood in our day. Don't go away. Airing the Addisons is back after this. so hopeless. hopeless. Is there any hope? I, I just feel like there's no hope at all. Is there any hope? Get hope. Nothing causes me to lose hope like disappointment. That's TWR President Lauren Libby. Something I'd been counting on didn't happen. A relationship goes south. Trust lost in someone or something I had counted upon. When disappointment strikes, my frame of reference gets very, very short. Everything focuses on the short-term disappointment. What's the cure? Realizing that better things are ahead. Jesus said he would never fail or forsake us. He promised to be with us no matter the circumstances. He has our best interests at heart, and he always offers a brighter long-term future. 
Disappointed? Lost hope? Tell Jesus and see your hope quotient rise. Need more hope? We have resources waiting for you, including a free devotional. You'll find them at GetHopeRadio.com. That's GetHopeRadio.com. You know, when Matthew 19, the, the scripture records a Pharisee trying to test Jesus concerning marriage, and Jesus responded, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. In the beginning, the first institution God created was the family. Marriage is the centerpiece of family. As a husband and father myself, let me tell you, marriage is absolutely wonderful. And we want to encourage and educate people to embrace God's design as the fundamental building block for all of human civilization and to celebrate the lifelong union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces human flourishing. Tune in to By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. Hi, I'm Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is sex trafficking. We're talking about millions of lives every day, even children. Do you know the average age of a child who is trafficked is 12 years old? I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off and help end this human tragedy. 8 Days of Hope has decided to be a part of that solution. God's opened up a door for us to partner with existing ministries, and that's where we bring skilled volunteers to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility for survivors to receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual healing they need. If you're skilled in any trade and you want to use your gifts for a greater purpose, please contact us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. We would love for you to join us on our next project. For more information about the ministry of 8 Days of Hope, please go to 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. Airing the Addisons, promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment on American Family Radio. You want to know something I've come to believe as a born-again believer? Honestly, folks, all of the problems you face are glorious opportunities brilliantly disguised as insoluble dilemmas. The, the challenges you face as a believer are glorious opportunities. Now, opportunities for what? Opportunities to learn brand new things about the goodness of God and the sustenance of God. These are opportunities that come very often wrapped in, in the wrappings of trouble, stress, challenges. But if we will process them from God's vantage point and with God's Word and truth, really opportunities have come our way in the form of what we think are challenges and problems. Welcome back. Alex McFarland here on the American Family Radio Network. It's my joy uh, today. What a great privilege it is to sit in on airing the Addisons, Will and Miki, who, by the way, okay, this is big news, okay? Newsflash here. Will and Miki are the keynote speakers at my summer camp. I've been doing youth camps for about uh, 20, 24 years. Wow. Time, time flies. But since 1998, we've done a summer youth camp, and uh, our theme is Unashamed, Building Your Biblical Worldview. So listen to this, July 17th through 22nd. Uh, if you are 
at all involved with teenagers, and I know we have people listening all over the country, but especially I want to say a word to those that might be in the mid-Atlantic region. If you're in the Carolinas or Virginia, listen up. Okay, I do a summer camp every summer. We have a lot of speakers. We have a lot of fun. Because, listen, I, I write books and I'm on the radio, but I, I'm at my best when we're outdoors, out in God's creation. I love it. I mean, I still, I love to swim and fish and paddleboard and all that kind of fun stuff. But what we do at our summer camp, we talk about defending the Christian faith. Uh, Friends, look, if you've got young people in your life, middle school, high schoolers, teenagers, I don't want them to graduate from high school and walk away from the faith, as something like 75-plus percent of young people do. It's just amazing. So what we do at our camp, and it's coming up July 17th through 22nd, July 17 through 22nd. Now now think about this, folks. We're going to talk about what does it mean to be a born-again Christian. What does it mean to know Jesus? We're going to talk about America. Why should we not be socialist? We should care about morality and truth and the United States of America. Now, part of the reason I'm super-duper excited, yes, Will and Mickey Addison will be there. Not by video, I mean in person. Do you think it would be... Pretty beneficial for the youth in your life to spend five days with Will and Mickey. Yeah, that's going to absolutely make uh, a, a huge impact. I'll be there all five days, not by video, I mean in person. I want to pray with your youth. I want to help disciple them. Then we have another uh, a friend and a colleague of many years, Andy Lawrence, and one of the nation's preeminent youth ministry leaders. He's a blast. He is the funniest guy, loves the Lord. There's going to be great food, great music, worship time together. We're going to be in the Word of God. We're going to study the Bible. But here's the deal. Um, we just had someone Sunday, just two days ago, give us a major donation to scholarship 40 teenagers for summer camp, 4-0. Now, I can take 20 females, 20 guys, 20 girls, 20 guys. Now, my cost, what it cost me to take a, a child to camp is $3.99. But I don't care if, if the youth you have in your life don't have a penny. Nobody gets turned away. So I'm going to give my email, which is alex at alexmcfarland.com. Yes, that is my email. It will come right to me. Alex, A-L-E-X, Alex at alexmcfarland.com. And I want your youth to come to camp, and uh, and I'd love for them to experience. Here's the theme, unashamed, building your biblical worldview. Now, one last little announcement before we open the phone lines. We're talking about overcoming, and how do you stay positive in a world that is so <laughs> vehemently negative sometimes? 888 let me hear from you, 888 And I also want to talk about Joe in Florida from yesterday. Several people have asked me if I'm going to follow up on Joe from Florida, and yes, we'll talk about that. But one more thing, July 8 through 10, I'll be at The Cove, the Billy Graham Training Center in Western North Carolina. It's going to be amazing. The Cove, July 8 through 10. If you'd like to be there, we're going to study First uh, Peter, the New Testament book of First Peter. And so uh, please come to the Cove, and we'll have a really good time getting into the Word of God. It's amazing, and the website for that is thecove.org, T-H-E-C-O-V-E, the 
cove.org. Well, right now, I'm going to open up the phones, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. And, you know, talking about Goliaths, overcoming the giants in your life, uh, yesterday we had a caller, Joe from Florida, and, and I appreciated Joe. He was very respectful. But he was talking about um, the unbelief that he experienced, and he had walked away from the faith because he just felt like he couldn't believe what the Bible said about the book of Genesis and creation. You know, maybe uh, one of those giants to be faced is the giant of skepticism. Uh, now, it's, it's fine to have questions. I, w- I want to be very clear. It is okay to have questions, but... I really think because of who God is and because of the, the what's at stake. Because, I mean, what, what is at stake? Well, our soul, the very purpose of life. My goodness, um, to know your Creator. There's nothing in life more vital than that. I mean, listen, life is not about the stuff you buy. Life is not about just even things that you may feel like you achieve. Life is about knowing God, knowing truth, and knowing the one who is truth personified, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, if you have questions about the Bible, and and you you ask yourself, you know, well, how do I understand what this verse says, and how can I really believe that? Can I actually really believe that Moses parted the Red Sea? Well, then I think you've got an obligation, uh, and and really a responsibility to look and and say, okay, what are the answers to the questions? Um, and, you know, part of the good news is that we've got answers to the questions, but the Goliaths in your life, the Goliath of unbelief, the, the giant of prayerlessness, of, of discouragement, depression, second-guessing yourself. Okay, let me give you just some, some facts to ponder. You will face Goliaths in this life. I mean, really. Um, the question has been, you know, why do bad things happen? Goodness, I, I've often wondered, why, why don't we ever ask, oh, oh my goodness, how is it that so many wonderful things happen? Because, yeah, we live in a world, it's been said, this is a world of suffering. But you know what? It's also a world of the overcoming of suffering. Um, isn't it just like human nature? Why don't we praise God? Well, God, thank you that, you know, this or that happened, but also good things happened. Blessings happened. The car did start this morning. Uh, I did not get in a wreck on the way to work. Uh, I went to the doctor, and one time I got some bad news, but 30 times I got good news. Isn't it just sort of our predisposition that we often think of the negative? Well, hold that thought. Giant Slayers, fellow victors in Christ. We're going to talk to Brad from Alabama. Brad, thanks for holding. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Alex. It's good to hear from you. Um, hey, I'm I, sorry I'm about a, to laugh, but my cat, it's crazy. All day I've been working, I get on the radio, and the cat decides it's time to climb all over Alex. It's crazy. Of course. Of course. Uh, raising cats is kind of like raising children. Exactly. I, maybe raising children is, is less labor-intensive than managing a cat. But uh, Brad, it's good well, to hear from you. How are things in Alabama today? Well, they're quite warm today. Uh, I'm in Mobile, 
but I'm a physician in a medical school. I just want to comment on what you said, and that is, yes, God did make them male and female, and uh, you have to actually deal with unreality. You have to be arbitrary and capricious to make any other statement. And being arbitrary and capricious is what we define as being irrational. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. I, I feel very privileged that. to speak with you, Brad. Are, now, are you are you currently in med school now? Oh, no, no, no. I'm a, I'm a professor. No, no. I'm, I'm 73 years old. <laughs> well, God bless you. And have you been in the medical field or medical education your whole life? Yes. Uh, I um, was converted in medical school. Uh, oh. That will be 50 years ago this coming September. Wow. Well, first of all, let me thank you for serving people like you do. I, my wife is a nurse of 25 years, and my wife just recertified for five more years. But I really do believe that those in medicine, they, they minister to people. So, Brad, I, I, I know I don't really know you, but first of all, I, I think I do know your heart, and I, I commend you for serving people as you have done for so many years. Well, it's my calling, Alex. It's what God has called me to, as well as to teach in my church from an elder. Um, the uh, now I have very burdened by the, the younger generation. And you asked a question about how do you keep your sanity and keep from being dragged under in this crazy environment. And I just have to remember that God is in charge. Um, my undergraduate major was mathematics with a minor in physics and chemistry, so I've Thank God even has named every one of the electrons and made them and even the sub-subatomic particles that neutrons and protons are made out of. He knows them all. He knows every last one of them. Uh, and even though the universe appears to be 150 billion light years across, mm-hmm. uh, uh, at least, if not more, this immense universe was made by a God who exists outside of space, even empty space, and outside of time. He's got the whole thing cupped up in his hands, and he's immense, and he's running the show. Amen, brother. He's smarter than me. He's seen the end from the beginning, and I don't have to worry too much. I'm just uh, happy to do his work here in this world, and I can't wait to meet our Lord Jesus face-to-face. Amen. Well done, good, faithful servant. Oh, God bless you, brother. And I know you will. You you know what I love? And Brad, I would love for you to comment uh, with your knowledge of physics. In Colossians 1.17, it's talking about Jesus. Well, Colossians 1.16 and 17 says that by him, by Jesus, were all things created. And it says, by him, all things consist. And I was looking that word up in the, uh, the Greek lexicon one day, and it's really the word for cohesion. And it's really a, a, all together. A, yeah, yeah. It's a derivative from where we get the word for glue, actually. And uh, is yeah. it fair to say that the 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 bonding of all the molecules? Uh, I mean, it's God willfully sustaining this universe and holding it together, isn't it? Yeah. Just think about it. What did you learn in school? You learned that like charges oppose each other, that opposites attract, right? Correct. And yet you got all these negative electrons circling, if you take the Bohr model of the atom, circling around the nucleus, and the nucleus has all these protons. What's keeping all those protons together? They should fly apart. And how yeah. come the electrons not falling into the middle of the nucleus? 
how come it's out there? <laughs> this is an incredibly well-designed and well-balanced, and to say God just turn it up and watch it is crazy. God sustains it and works it from second to second. That's what that passage says. In him, everything holds together. And without him, it just goes bloop and disappears. Sure. Uh, the universe doesn't implode on its things. Yeah, it, it doesn't implode on itself, and it doesn't fly apart. I mean, it's just... And isn't that the way everything is just held together? It, it's if you, if you don't allow God into the equation, it really is this enigma. But if we understand that there's a, 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 an all-powerful God who sustains it, uh, that that's the that's the clue. But uh, I got to ask you a question in medicine because um, Brad, this thing of transgenderism is is really a puzzlement to me. And um, I first really began to have students debate me on this when I speak at colleges. And I, by the way, I'll be at East Tennessee State University speaking Thursday night. But maybe about two years ago, um, how how is the medical field responding? I mean, when you've got you know males thinking that they're females, and just by, quote, identifying, that must make it so. I mean, how, how is the medical field responding to this? Because generally, um, delusional patients don't sway the doctor. The doctor is to help redirect the thought of the delusional patient. Am I right? That's correct. The, you have to recognize what particular presuppositions the patients come in with. I'm oftentimes told by patients, everything is relative. And I just tell them, well, that's interesting. Is that an absolute statement or only you're relatively sure about that statement? <laughs> because if you're only relatively sure, it just refutes itself. And what? I said, think about it for a second. But that's all of this is just relativism is denying objective, absolute reality. I guarantee you that all the wishing uh, that the bus is not coming down the road at 50 miles an hour is not going to keep you alive when you get out there and stand in front of it and it doesn't stop. You're going to be a, um, a splot of um, goo on the pavement when it passes. And mm. there's nothing you can do to change that objective reality. And denying gender is just denying objective reality. Like I said, it's basically irrational. And really and truly, it's uh, borders on schizophrenia, in my opinion. I mean, you think about this. If, if you had an anorexic patient who had starved themselves to death, but they were convinced they were obese, I mean, don't you have a fiduciary responsibility to say, look, I love you, but you're not fat. We've got to feed you or you're going to die. I mean, you know, any other, any other pathology, the doctors would be duty-bound to tell the truth, wouldn't they? Yeah, this, it's obvious. This is politically protected foolishness. And one day it will go away. We'll be gone, and I tell you, one of the physicians I know, we just kind of smirk and laugh at it. Well, uh, hey, hold that thought, Brad. We've got a break. Uh, forgive me. We'll be back after this on AFR. Don't go away. American Family Studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the Christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture. Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office, and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy. AmericanFamilyStudios.net What we believe about the Bible 
is based on what we believe about its source. The God Who Speaks, the award-winning documentary from the American Family Association, is now available in a special limited edition DVD set. This release includes a Sunday school curriculum and two hours of additional footage. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org to get your copy today. thegodwhospeaks.org the following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. In churches, and a lot of churches today, the issue of identity is sort of like the big elephant in the room. It's in the news, but it's not in the church. So if it's in society, it needs to be something the churches are addressing. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality, is now available for church screenings and events. Every person in America needs to see this. And all pastors need to show this to the church, get the people informed. If the church and Jesus isn't the answer, where's the world going? We want the message of the film to touch as many hearts and lives as possible. And we'd love to join with you to bring the film to your community. So let's say you have a small group or your church, or we've even been bringing the film into some prisons. We want to partner with you. So what we'll do is we'll send you a special kit and it's completely free and it'll just have some extra resources to help you promote your event. To find out more about how to host an event, go to inhisimage.movie and click on the host an event tab. That's inhisimage.movie. Where else can I go? I love something that Billy Graham said, the great evangelist Billy Graham. He went to heaven a couple of years ago, but he said, Life is God's gift to us. What we do with life is our gift back to God. Welcome back. Alex McFarland here. So honored that you're listening. Hey, by the way, I'm on from 3 to 4 uh, Central Time on Exploring the Word that you may have heard. Bert Harper and I, Brother Bert Harper, we are in the book of Galatians and we'll be on in just a few moments. But right now we're going to continue. By the way, the number is 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. And we're going to go to Ohio. Todd from Ohio, uh, thanks for holding. Hello, how you doing? Good, good to hear from you. Uh, just curious, where in Ohio are you, Todd? Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. I've been up there before. So uh, has springtime yeah. come to, to Columbus yet? It came this weekend, and then uh, it turned ugly again. So uh, uh -oh. back to the 50-degree temperatures for this week. So 
Yeah, I saw where they had like some big snow uh, last weekend in Pennsylvania. So uh, uh, the the cold weather doesn't give up without a fight. But uh, Todd, what you got, man? How do you stay strong in times of pressure and stress? Well, um, you know, obviously we have we have the Lord, we have our Bibles and our things like that. But what I find mine to be from is my granddaughters. Uh, my granddaughter was in my lap last night and in my chair with me, and she was, Papa, read me the Bible. Mm. And I asked her what she wanted to read, and she said, just read me something. And I, I said, well, we'll just start with Genesis, and I'll tell you how the world was made. So that's where we started at, and I have four granddaughters, and it was the greatest pleasure. By the way, it's great to talk to you. I've listened to you for years on the radio, and it's wonderful to talk to you. Well, Todd, thank you, and it's wonderful to talk with you, my friend. It's a great honor, but I want to commend you for reading the Bible to your granddaughter. And, uh, you know, Todd, I I bet being Papa is one of the greatest honors of your life, isn't it? It is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Do you know what I've had uh, people say to me? I'll, I'll ask people, I'll say, how did you come to know the Lord? And dozens and dozens of folks that I've met, they'll say, well, you know what? I had a godly grandmother or a godly granddaddy or an uncle or an aunt, and they used to read me the Bible. And so, my dear brother, uh, never underestimate the indelible mark that you're making by imparting God's Word to to your granddaughter. Uh, that That's great. I have four of them. Uh, she's one of the I got two like five year olds, and then I have uh, two that are close ten, eleven, and I've got to talk to all of them. But she's the first one that ever asked me to physically actually read the Bible to her, and mm. it was my pleasure last night to do that. I told her about Adam and Eve, the garden, all of that. Cain, Abel. We got that far into it, and uh, it was a pleasure. And I love her, and I Praise I love them all. They're the greatest Amen. things that ever happened to me. God bless yeah. you. Hey, I want to thank you for listening, and. Uh, and uh, is that um, is that all? Uh, did you have something else on your mind, Todd? And folks, I got an amazing. Uh, I've got a story that you got to hear in just a second. But did you have anything else on on the docket, Todd? I mean, just short of everything that's going on, I think we all would agree um, it's crazy. And to try to figure it all out, make sense of it, and try to be nice to people in the meantime, and it's it's we're, we got a big task ahead of us. So no. Just, uh, you know, keep stay strong, you know. So. Stay strong. And you, you know what? I love this. Uh, Todd, you might appreciate this verse, but everybody listen to this. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. See, you know, Paul, that's the great chapter on the resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15. And then Paul wraps it up, the last verse of 1 Corinthians 15. He says, Therefore, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Isn't it something? And by the way, the word steadfast is an ancient, um, it's really kind of a construction term. It refers to the footings underneath a building. Now, now you think about this, you know, there's the, the roof and the walls, you know, everybody. But underneath the ground are the footings. You know, they'll dig those trenches, they'll pour in concrete. The footings. Okay, now think about this. What is the likelihood that you could take a crowbar and yank the footings out from underneath a building. It's impossible, right? You're not going of course. to do it. Right. Not going to do it. See, Paul is saying, in Christ, because Jesus rose from the grave, I mean, you in Christ 
are steadfast, immovable, just every bit as secure as the footings under the house. And why? Because he rose from the dead. We are in the palm of his hand. That's John 10, 28. He's never going to leave us. He knows what we need even before we ask. And so we take confidence knowing that our labor in the Lord is not in vain. Whether you're a grandparent reading to a grandchild like Todd has done, or whether you're praying for your neighbor, serving on your church finance committee, teaching Sunday school, trying to get voter guides out that we could elect godly leaders. Friend, your labor in the Lord is not in vain. It honestly, truly does matter. Hey, Todd, you're a blessing, man. Keep on listening to AFR, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a great day. You too, my friend. Folks, the number is 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. How do you slay the Goliaths in your life? Uh, we started out talking about 1 Samuel 17. David goes out there, he says, You come to me with a shield and a spear, but I come to you, I come to you Goliath of Gath, in the name of the Lord of hosts, whom you have defied. And he, he slew that giant, didn't he? Hey, I, I got a, a, a story I've got to tell you folks. He, Todd was talking about reading to his grandparents. So look, I'm on the road traveling, speaking, and very often I'll go, if I have a little bit of extra time, sometimes I'll stop into a pawn shop because like, you know, I've, I play the guitar. I've fixed up some old guitars. Like maybe I'll be somewhere and I'll go in a pawn shop and I'll buy an old guitar for $15, fix it up and sell it on Craigslist or eBay, make a little bit of money. I've done that a lot, actually. So I'm driving down the road, and I see this pawn shop. I'd actually spoken at Fort Bragg in Fayetteville, and we've got many listeners there in central North Carolina, Cumberland County, Fort Bragg, Pope Air Force Base, my friend Tony McVickers at Rockfish Church in Rayford, a lot of great people there that serve our country in Fayetteville, the greater Fayetteville region. So I had spoken down there, and I'm leaving town, and there's a pawn shop. So I think, well, you know, maybe maybe there's an old guitar I need to take home with me. You know Angie's going to appreciate that. Anyway, I stop in this pawn shop. Now listen to this. And there's a lady behind the counter, and she says, may I help you? And I said, I'm just looking around. And in very, very, very broken English, she asked me, what brings you to town? And I said, well, I got to speak in a chapel service there at the military base. And she said, are you a Christian? I said, yes, ma'am. Are you a believer? And she smiled. I later learned that she was a Filipino lady. And uh, I, I asked her what I always ask a lot of people. I say, how did you come to know the Lord? I always love to hear people's stories. Now, I've told this story before, but it, it just warms my heart to think about it. Now, listen to this, folks. If you've ever wondered... Does my witness for Christ really matter? So this lady tells me she was born in the Philippines. She said her earliest memory, earliest thing that she could remember is being in a crowd of people. And uh, she said, a man picked me up. And she, now I'm listening because her English was was not great. She said, the, the, the most beautiful smile I'd ever seen, this man looked deep into my eyes she said, I was about four or five years old. This man looked deep into my eyes and just whispered a word, this mysterious word. She said, I didn't know what that word meant. And she said, all growing up, five, six, seven, eight years old, I would repeat this word. She said, I just didn't want to forget this word, that the sweetest face I'd ever seen 
whispered a word to me. And she said later on when she was about 11 or 12 years old, her family migrated from the Philippines to the USA, to New Jersey. And she gets invited to church. She had never been to church. And it, she goes, uh, we went to this church with a friend from school, and there was a man, and at the front of the room, this man, uh, he used that word. And she thought, oh my goodness, this man is going to explain to me what that word means. And she said the word was Jesus. She said, my earliest memory, I was a little bitty toddler in a crowd of people. This man picked me up and whispered the word Jesus. She said over and over growing up, I would repeat that word because I didn't want to forget it. And she said, I knew someday somebody would tell me what this word means. Get to New Jersey. There's a man preaching about Jesus. And she said, so I came to the Lord when I was about 12 years old in New Jersey. This man led me to Christ. I said, that's wonderful. She said, well, there's a little bit more to the story. I said, okay. Now listen to this, folks. And Sonny from Arkansas, I'm going to get to you in a second. Hang on. But listen to this. She said, years later, my brother was doing family genealogy, kind of tracing her family tree. He came across a newspaper clipping. Uh, and there was a picture in the Philippines, Manila, the Philippines, 1962. There's a picture, and the man holding me up, I'm a little four or five-year-old girl, the man that looked into my eyes and whispered, Jesus. And years later, it would bear fruit. She said, I was in this newspaper clipping. The man that told me that word was Billy Graham. And she said, that's how I came to know the Lord. Now, I told this story to Will Graham, my friend Will, Franklin Graham's son, Will is an amazing evangelist in his own right. I said, Will, isn't that amazing? God's word doesn't return void. This guy whispered Jesus to a little four or five-year-old Filipino girl. And years later, she found out who Jesus was. And Will Graham said, you know, Alex, we get stories like that all the time. Isn't, isn't that amazing, folks? You have no idea what God is going to do with your witness. And that little seed you sow of the Scripture or just even the beautiful, precious name of Jesus, it'll bear fruit. Hey, Scott from Arkansas, I'm sorry, Sonny. Sonny from Arkansas, thanks for holding, and welcome to the American Family Radio Network. Yes, sir, Alex. I listen to you and Bert uh, every day, and uh, I don't know oh, if it's thanks. Central Time Zone. On, on, I love it. On Central Time Zone, that's when you're bringing kids home from school. So we get to hear all of the Bible questions during that time. Got them kind of oh. captive there. But uh, if you didn't know that, anyway. Uh, Thank you so much. Praise God. I, yeah, and then Jeff, uh, Jeff's even the morning on the way, so we get to hear the gospel on to it to school and back. So we really appreciate that. But this is something I've heard nobody say about male and female until I heard somebody explaining the uh, skeleton. In the skeleton, there's one bone that's different in male and female. You probably know what it is, the pelvis. Yes. Okay. Amen. You may not know who you are now, but when they later on come back and look at your skeleton, they're going to tell whether you were male or female. Wow. I, you know, thought, I thought that was interesting. Th that is amazing. Sonny, I'm so glad you brought that up. That You are absolutely correct. The pelvic bone is different for males and females. And Do you know what? Um, this is probably... Two, two years ago, Angie, my wife is a nurse, and she gets a couple of magazine, nursing magazines, and there was an article yeah. about that, and listen, if, if it's the pelvic bone of a female, 
not only can they tell that that was a female, they can also tell whether or not that female ever delivered a baby. Wow. That just hit me. Nobody's mentioned that on anything I've listened to. And I thought, that is, God made us that way. That's the way you are. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Sonny, brilliant. God bless you. What What do you do in Arkansas, Sonny? I'm a cabinet builder. I'm sitting in my shop waiting for to send some more cabinets. Wow. Hey, I got a question for you. So, yes, sir. L- let's say somebody says, okay, I want a cabinet that's uh, 36 inches tall. And uh, you tell one of your staff, cut me a board 36 inches long, three feet, one yard. Uh, yes. Sir. How are they going to make sure it's really 36 inches? Okay. Well, you have the measuring, you know, tape. But uh, years ago, I learned that everything you do, you make a template. Okay. And you, you put that template on there so that there's no human error. And that way, if you got a guy that can't even read a tape, and you say slide this board till it hits this stop, and then cut it off, yeah, then that's how, that's how you handle that. But well, I got to ask you this thing: What if in your workshop, what if you didn't allow templates or measuring tapes? Would you get a lot of cockeyed wood of all different guesses? Oh, yeah, yeah, because the the perspective for every person is different, and they would see it different from me. But you're right. You've got to have that measuring tape. Hey, you know what? Folks, listen, the reason I was uh, asking Sonny this, see, the measuring stick is the Word of God. That that tape or template by which we get accuracy, we get truth, it's not man's opinion. There's 7 billion people in the world and 7 billion different opinions. But there is, and I'm holding it in my hand right now, the Word of God where The Bible says, thy word is truth. Jesus said, heaven and earth would pass away, but God's word would never pass away. It's time we got back to the measuring stick, the absolute objective truth, which is God and his word, not merely man's opinion, but God's word. Hey, we love you, folks. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the American Family Radio Network. I'll be back in about five minutes with Exploring the Word and Bert Harper. Stay tuned, please, to the American Family Radio Network. 